Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is 849 and this is Total Information AM. I'm Debbie Monterey along with Carol Daniel. Last night, President Biden delivered his annual State of the Union address. You all are as formed as I am, but I think the people sent us a clear message. Fighting for the sake of fighting. Power for the sake of power, conflict for the sake of conflict gets us nowhere. Biden hit on the economy and his achievements in job creation. He was heckled several times by Republicans over his comments about the debt ceiling debate. Joining us with a recap is CBS congressional correspondent Scott McFarland. Good morning. Debbie, Carol, it's good to be here. (laughs) Was this the most energized and off the cuff that you've seen President Biden lately? Yeah, I think it's one of the more animated, if not the most animated State of the Union addresses, both by the speaker and by the audience that I've seen. This is my 19th one here at the Capitol. Um, The heckling from the crowd was distinctive. It was more more volume and more drama than it used to have. But the president seemed to feed off of it. It seemed to circle back to energy on his part. And it really was a dynamic set of moments in a speech that's usually pretty tepid uh, and usually pretty staged. I saw somebody on Twitter say they think they're in Parliament, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> but, yeah, the House but, of Commons-like feel. Exactly, it exactly. It's got that back and forth over the debt ceiling debate and whether any Republicans proposed cutting Social Security was so interesting to me. And what stood out to me was when President Biden said, I love conversion. Yeah, I wonder if if you if you're one of those people who is concerned about a possible default or that this standoff could rattle the economy. I'm not sure if there was good news or bad news in that last night. Um, The president, I think, boxed in Republicans or Republicans boxed in themselves from trying to make cuts to entitlements. That's really the only way to make significant spending cuts that can impact America's deficit crisis, at least in the short term. And if that's not an option, but if Republicans are going to dig in on this requirement, there be spending cuts before they vote to raise the debt ceiling. I don't know what the next stone to jump on is. And we are less than four months from the deadline for a default. Yeah, it's really interesting because I know during the last election, Democrats were trying to get the message out that Republicans want to cut your Social Security and your Medicaid. And they said, no, no. But like you're saying, they kind of box themselves in. So I guess... They're not going to go to defense spending, are they? Well, I think that might have political toxicity to it as well for both sides. Um, Those are the big pots of money that exist. If If you say you want to cut waste, fraud and abuse to impact America's deficit, you're not even going to help around the edges. Just not enough money there. Um, There's been, you know, some argument over what does it mean when you cut Social Security, if you slow the growth, if you raise the retirement age, if you have a means you know, cut off, is that cutting it? I, that's difficult to say, but it is quite clear that Republicans are going to have a difficult time making any argument to change Social Security in any meaningful way after what we saw last night. So I, I, this has 
a deadline approaching and no off-ramp in the near term. I know there's somebody out there who measures uh, applause, who measures how many standing ovations uh, the State of the Union address may get from any given president. I don't know if that's you or not, Scott, but I was interested that there were a couple of moments where it looked like everybody, everybody was standing. Yeah, and I was in the chamber, so I was able to measure that well. Um, The entire chamber stood to applaud families who've been impacted by police brutality or violence. Um, When the issue was crime and there were victims in the gallery and they stood, everybody stood to applaud. That's about it, though. I mean, there were some measures in which there were some Republicans standing. I'll tell you, there was this group in the center of the chamber of senators, moderate senators, who almost synchronized, stood for the same things. Republican Mitt Romney, Democrat Joe Manchin, Republican Lisa Murkowski. But otherwise, bipartisan applause was fleeting last night. This is a politically toxic moment. And I think it manifested itself in the heckling, in the jeering, and in how the body conducted itself as an audience. Yeah, there was heckling, jeering. Marjorie Taylor Greene shouted, liar. Uh, So that seems to be getting more commonplace. Uh, Yeah. People talk about decorum, but I guess it doesn't matter if it's, you know, somebody that you like yelling at somebody you don't like. And that's right. And what's more, there is the, the potential she can galvanize by doing that, galvanize a political base, raise money. Um, we saw this in previous encounters, uh, political encounters, where the people who are you know, raising hell, making noise, make money, raise cash. Your colleague, John Dickerson, used the phrase um, on CBS last night. Uh, I want to get this right. Chaos entrepreneur when talking yeah. about th- this sort of behavior. There is a financial benefit to being a noisemaker in modern day politics. Not sure if that's permanent, but it's very much the case right now. And I'll note one thing. We were sitting in the chamber last night in a capital compound that was surrounded by a black eight foot metal fence because of political violent threats, because of January 6th. And to hear that type of heckling, that type of noise, reminds people of the noise in our politics before January 6th. Paul Pelosi was there last night, the speaker, Nancy Pelosi's husband, injured in a politically violent attack last year. Some in the chamber stood to applaud him, but not everybody. Everything feels like a wedge issue right now, even things that involve violence, political extremism, or political weaponry. Speaking of wedge issues, did people boo when President Biden suggested raises for teachers? Well, and there were murmurs, and there was noise, there was feedback about that. There's there's booing on on many different items. I, I can't say I heard that for the teacher raise proposal, but I can tell you that the Republicans sought their opportunity to make their voices heard as audience members. It used to be you'd stand or you didn't stand. You stood silent or you sat silent if you wanted to protest. It changed last night. There was noise of protest. There was heckling. This is a new and modern thing in the State of the Union addresses. I haven't seen that in 20 years. I'm wondering if that's a a more permanent fixture of our politics. Before we let you go, uh, before the State of the Union, uh, Congressman George Santos and Senator Mitt Romney uh, had a bit of an exchange. Let me play that for you quickly. 
I didn't expect that he'd be standing there trying to shake hands with every senator <laughs> in the President of the United States. That's, uh, given, given the fact that he's under ethics investigation, he should be sitting in the back row and staying quiet. He should be sitting in the back room staying quiet. Was anyone else upset that, that Santos was there or just Mitt Romney? There weren't a lot of people hanging around George Santos in the chamber. It's almost as if he's you know, a piece of kryptonite and everybody else is Superman trying to stay away from it. He was in his office all day today. George Santos was, or I should say, yesterday. And hundreds of his constituents showed up on Capitol Hill with a petition seeking his expulsion. He is trying to weather all of these investigations, all this scrutiny, now from his own constituents. And now he has a Republican senator with national credentials on his tail. This is a really, really tough road for George Santos to make it a second full month in Congress. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds, because as we learned a lot about him in the days after he was elected, it seemed like nothing would be or could be done. But I guess it's whether George Santos can outlast all of this. I can't imagine it's fun being him right now. Or what else will we hear? This is what, <laughs> I don't want to hear what's anything next? else. It's a big question about what's next every day. But you know what? Every day seems to deliver an answer to that question. Mm. There's always another shoe to drop. Mm. Uh, well, Scott McFarland, thanks as always for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 